Vieira, and this is the Code Sandbox Podcast. On this episode, we're going to take a look at open source. Maintaining open source projects can be fulfilling, but it can also be time consuming and stressful. This week's guest is Elizabeth Oliveira. She's a senior product designer at Elastic. We're going to talk about her journey from being a musician to working in tech, the value of design systems, and now open source projects really helped her career. Here we go. Hello, Elizabeth. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm very good. Uh, the weather is good in Lisbon, so everything's perfect. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do right now at Elastic. I'm a senior product designer at Elastic. And normally, my daily job is to help to build the Elastic UI. That is like a design system that we use to build our internal products like Kibana or the Elastic Cloud. And I also help building Kibana, mostly like one of the apps that is called the Elastic Maps. And I also help the Elastic Charts. To anyone who doesn't know, what does Elastic do? I think everything starts with Elasticsearch. Elasticsearch is basically very similar to, a, people say they're similar to MongoDB, but you can use it like Elasticsearch mostly for analytics. And then if you use with Kibana, you can then easily analyze your data. And you can also use Elasticsearch as the name says to create like search solutions. You can analyze like your Elasticsearch indices. So a lot of people use it like for analytics, observability. So usually a lot of stuff dealing with bigger applications and bigger companies and just massive applications. Yeah, and we have like different use cases. You can have like some companies using to build searches like Netflix or Uber, but then you can have some pharmaceutical companies working like to analyze their data and create like mixed with machine learning. It's scary to know that machine learning is like in every pharmaceutical company and that's something that you just you just have to live with. What was your journey leading up to where you are now, like as a senior product designer? Yeah, actually started working like as an events manager. And when the financial crisis started in Portugal, it was from 2010 until 2014. I also had a music career and in those years it was so bad because I couldn't pay my bills. I used to have a car that I had to sell. And after that, I said, oh, I really need to find a job that <laughs> pay my bills. And that's when I start focusing on a web because a lot of my friends start telling me that you have a lot of skills creating flyers, creating like WordPress websites. And then I realized that I was good at it. And, and then I, I thought, okay, maybe I can be a web designer. And that's it. Did you make your own flyers and stuff? Yeah, I was like doing everything. I started doing music with my friend, but I think I was just like creative. And now looking to the past, I think that I was not the real musician. I was just too curious to try to do things. And if those things were like, you could do it with computers, I would be very good doing it. So because I was not a good singer, I said, hey, I'm going to do a rap. I did my first like website. And my brother, he also was at the time doing hip hop as well. And he created like a website related with hip hop, Portuguese hip hop. And no one was putting songs in his website. 
So he said, oh, can you record one? So I have one song there. And so I recorded it and he put like the song on his website. And after that, people just start knowing me. Oh, you are like that artist. Did any of the experience that you had in this type of industry, which was completely different, actually helped you in the long term when going into design and tech in general? Yes, because for everything that I was doing before, like events and music, I had to build my own flyers, website, taking care of marketing, promotion. So I always did so many things that when I got my first role, it was like WordPress developer. I even ended up doing a website with Code Igniter. My manager at the time, he just accepted a project and we had to build with Code Igniter. And I told him, oh, I don't know how to write this type of PHP. It's too complex. And then when we started like, creating the project, it was like to engineers from a company and we had like to do a lot of calculations in like crazy stuff. And I got stuck. So I got stuck in the code. I couldn't finish the code and... We start having inside the company a lot of discussions. Oh, you shouldn't have accepted this project. I can do the project. And one day we were having this discussion. And my, my manager was like, you're fired. <laughs> and I just left. The next day he called me. Oh, you know, you can come back. <laughs> I was just upset. You know, this project was too complex and we shouldn't have. And then, you know, I was like, oh, I don't want to work there anymore. And then that's when I became a UI developer. What do you have in design that you really enjoy that you don't have as a UI developer? Solving problems. When I was just a developer, the decision was already made and I just had to develop the, the feature or the, the component or the, the website. And sometimes I was looking at it and thinking, this is not done the, in the proper way. I moved to Dublin and I started working in a company there and I learned a lot working for that startup because we had like a very junior designer and she was giving me the designs and I was questioning a lot of things. So I realized that maybe I was a designer and that startup, they moved me to the design team. The startup, we got funding from Alibaba and because we really wanted to show to Alibaba that we're really cool and creating like innovating like things. We said, well, we should use orange like the Alibaba logo to impress. So we did this website with the orange background. And then the CEO of the company, he saw a few things like animated cats. And, and he said, you should put this type of things inside the product. Why we don't have these things in our product? I said, okay. So our homepage was like a, some planets. Imagine this on top of an orange background, some planets. And then to go to some sections of the website, you have to click the, the planets. And then with time, we start realizing, oh, this is really bad. But I actually like the, the Alibaba team. They send like a few developers from China to help us. I think this was a very a red flag. Because they start seeing like, oh, you can't build, we, you need help. So they came like to help and they start showing us. They said, you know, we have like this design system. At the time it was the end design. You should use it. So we start using the end design and the product start being more 
like other products in the market right now. We start using this end design system and I start understanding better what is like a design system, how design systems work, why we should follow some UX, UI patterns. And I start realizing, because I think when you are like a, a junior designer, you really want to impress and show your design skills. And with time, you start like realizing that it's more important things like UX, accessibility, that's the path I start following. In your opinion, what are the things that make a design system good, like usable for anyone in the company? I think it's the documentation and it's really important. And it was something that I just start learning a lot when I joined Elastic and also because one of my managers, Dave, is really, really, loves documentation and he loves to write documentation. I don't like that much, but I had to learn. And then because I'm not like a native English speaker, I also didn't have like the confidence like to write and explain things. When it comes to your design system, do you use Code Sandbox in any way? Yes, we have some demos and you can see like the JS part. And if you open like the JS tab, then you have like a button called Sandbox button. And when you open that, JS is transformed into a code sandbox. Even inside Elastic, in our Slack, we use a lot of code sandbox to share UI patterns because you can have like the design system, but sometimes like if you're working for cloud or Kibana and sometimes you need a pattern and you need a, the code editor and then you need a button to copy something inside the code editor, like a token, and then you want a button to copy that token. And you can have like different patterns. And sometimes like the engineer would say, oh, I'm, I'm creating this. And this is the pattern I'm following. And I'm using this component and the button this way. And this send me like in a code sandbox link. And I open. I see, yeah, maybe you can't, instead of using this code block, you can instead use this component. And instead of this UI button, you can maybe use the UI empty button. And then I fork his sandbox and I improve the UI pattern. If there's someone that's starting out trying to create design systems, do you have any tips for them? Accessibility. It's really important to learn. And also how to create accessible components. I think it's one of the things that I'm still learning every day. And also when you want to create a design system, it's you can research about how the design system and inspect how they create the code. And I think you learn a lot doing that. What has been your experience working in something that is mostly open source? Yeah, first when I joined, I was a, a little bit, you know, I felt that a lot of people were seeing my mistakes. But now for me, it's just normal. Like... My last pull request, I think I had 26 comments. And this is part of the process, you know, to improve things. And a lot of what I like is all the company works at using GitHub. Designers, project managers, if you need a new feature or if you need something new, 
It's just open an issue saying, oh, I had this idea. Oh, let's create this. And even designers, you create your own pull requests or you have to review engineers' work as a designer. And I think that's really cool because it makes the collaboration much easier. It's not like you're a designer and you only work with Figma and then you send your Figma to the engineer and the engineer implements. You can create your design in Figma. Then you can start implementing and then you can ask engineer to finish or the engineer can start and then you can help him trying to fix like the, the styles or suggesting design things. Do you think working in open source helped you in your career in general? Like helped you get where you are today? I think yes, because I think it's easier to have like interviews. So people think that you're really good doing things. And also I ended up talking in the React Conf in Las Vegas. And after that, I started talking in, in other conferences. And so I think it opened a lot of doors. Can you just tell us where our listeners can find you online so that they can find you online and follow you and all the great work you've been doing? Yeah, I have a website, mukimu.com. It's not updated. I have all my social media links there on my website. So you can go there and you find my GitHub, Twitter. I also have Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Elizabeth, for coming. It was really nice to talk to you. Thank you so much for listening to the show this week. If you want to find out more information, visit us at codesandbox.io slash podcast. And if you like this episode, please share it on social media as well. Use the hashtag podcast, or you can send us a tweet at at codesandbox. Our executive producer is Maurice Cherry, with additional production help from Sierra Ford. Engineering and editing are the courtesy of Resonate Recordings. And of course, a special thanks to Elizabeth Oliveira at Elastic, as well as the entire team.